uh, and yeah. then I did a day hike and I was like, this isn't enough. So I, I then looked up another <laughs> one that's sort of down in the South. Yeah. yeah. And found the South Downs way. And that's where I headed to next. Yeah. Hmm. That was sick as well. Welcome to another episode of the Distance Hiker podcast with me, your host, Matthew. It is, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show. And this time you are on episode number 20 of the Distance Hiker podcast. That's pretty, pretty damn exciting. Uh, we do like it in, uh, in this country to celebrate decades, you know, your, your 10th birthday, your 20th, 30th, 40th, 50th birthdays. So I'm celebrating my 20th episode of the Distance Hiker podcast really pleased to be here with you today sharing this so first about you how are you doing how are you enjoying your summer are you getting out and doing lots of trails have you done any long distance trails this year are you finding the time to do the thing that you love i really really hope you are it's important you do that and if you are you can let me know just drop me a message let me know how your summer's going just say hi um, I'd love to hear from you if you're a long-term listener of the show. I will reply. Of course, I'm not uh, so busy that I can't reply, and I really love to to kind of get start talking to some of my listeners. But you're not here for me. No, 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 no. You're here for the guests. So I am very, very excited to be bringing you a brand new guest today, David McCanty. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, I suspect that's probably not a unfamiliar predicament of people say your name wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's David McCanty, spelt with a M-C-E-N-T-E-E, sorry. Um, and sorry, it's David P. McCanty. It's late. I'm recording this late again, and I'm making silly mistakes, but I'm not going to edit the audio because you can laugh at my incompetence. Anyway, David, Dave for short, was a freaking awesome guest for the show. He was funny, informative, super enthusiastic. Like, I'm not the most naturally enthusiastic person. So when I have an enthusiastic guest on, I'm like, yes, because it makes me feel really enthusiastic when I have enthusiastic people around me. Um, and anyway, I'm rambling on. David is, a tr- uh, is by trade, by day, a video videographer and a content oh my goodness me let me start again david is by trade a videographer and content creator he is a whiz behind the camera and in my personal opinion he produces some of the best hiking youtube videos out there in terms of storytelling and also the skill and talent behind the camera He's really, really good at it. Uh, so go check out some of his videos. You can find them by searching for David P. McCanty on YouTube um, and also on Instagram as well. So he uses his full name rather than something like Dave Hikes or whatever. He actually just uses a name for content creation, which is quite novel and uh, authentic in this day and age where everybody is a Dave Hikes or a Steve Hikes or Dave Outdoors or I don't know, something like that. don't know who Steve is. Anyway, I'm rambling on. Um, in the podcast, we chat about 
Dave's story and his growing interest in long distance trails. Before moving on to a bit of talking about content and content creation, yes, there is a theme coming in this podcast. I like it. Um, and the opportunities that have arisen from growing his channel and doing something he loves around hiking. Hmm, another theme that's occurring. Um, and this, for instance, led to a, I believe, all expenses paid trip to climb Mont Blanc. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, and also a bunch of other subjects around hiking and just generally chatting and having a really nice conversation. So Dave, as I said, was really enthusiastic and super fun to have on the podcast. We have a real blast chatting and I think that really comes through in the conversation. So I think you will enjoy this podcast. So without further ado, my friends, I present to you an episode number 20 of the Distance Hiker podcast with me, your host, Matthew, and my fantastic guest, Dave. Enjoy. Yes, kind of sound in the back. So yeah, I've, I've had it on the pod before, and as I, as I edit it, I'm like, oh no, I can just hear myself echoing or the guest <laughs> echoing, and it's usually me echoing. Come on, my my mic's better, but honestly, yeah. yeah, I know the struggle. We have it all the time at work, like yeah. technical difficulties. You know, you hear background noise or someone talking over a recording or something. It's just yeah. the worst. So now do you, I, so I understand. Where, where do you, where do you work? If you don't mind me asking, what, so, uh, what so work I work I work in London. So I'm like, oh, a, right. I'm a, I'm a videographer. I'm like a full-time videographer <laughs> oh, at, nice. a, at a marketing agency. Oh, cool. And, uh, and yeah, the hiking films is, is, is me using my powers for good. That is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is an, <laughs> an attempt yeah. to use my own like video skills for myself. Um, yeah. It's, so, yeah. It's building your own thing, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Something yeah. for you. Yeah. This Water, is what... watering your own plant kind of thing. Yeah. hundred percent. This is what, this is, this is the podcast and everything I do is, is the same Mm. difference it's like it's nice to have a job but mm-hmm. it's also i think really important to have something that's yours and Definitely. it's like your own creative outlet and yes. you know that for me is the first the the that's the predominant reason i do this um and making some money on it in a few years time would be awesome but it's just lovely to have that asset for yourself and this is very much that for me, so yeah, yeah and um, I think I, th- I think it's got to be fun. You've got to, it's got to lead. Um, the core reason for it has got to be fun because the money maybe yeah. will come one day. But even if it doesn't, you you know, yeah, you still have a you good time to, doing it. Of course, yeah, you got to do it for the love. I mean, like for me, doing this podcast has opened so many doors in terms of like being able to speak to interesting people and the opportunities that are coming from that. So, and I'm sure you're finding the same with your videos. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've I've seen you know some of the things you've done and been up to on the back of that, and it's you know it's it's, it's cool. There's opportunities coming. Yeah. I'm going to ask though, mm-hmm. why do you lead in with your name on your videos rather than oh. going in like, you know, Dave Hikes or something like Dave that Hikes, on YouTube yeah. channel? <laughs> I just do, you <laughs> do you know what? Like that is actually, actually such a good question. Like you look at the sort of uh, the hiking, the outdoors, the adventure community on yeah. YouTube and almost everybody's called Dave Outdoors yeah. or dave adventures or like yeah. i you know hike on the weekend or whatever but yeah exactly. i i i think i lead with my name because although i love hiking i want you know one day i want to make videos about multiple things and i kind of yeah. don't want to be branded as the only the guy only the guy who hikes because i do loads of other stuff like i've done cliff diving videos i've made travel videos like i climbed mont blanc and hmm. that was that's climbing that's not hiking it's so different so i'm trying to not box myself in and kind of just yeah. 
be my own brand, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I remember I, Casey Neissat said that on a video when I was like 15 and he told yeah. someone else, he was like, don't don't have a fake name, just do your name and be be your own brand. And I think yeah. off the back of that, that's that's the reason why. I, I mean, sick. that was many We're, years ago. Talk, talking my language, right. So uh, I'm mm. going to jump into the question then. So who has mm. been then? I think I know the answer to this then. You're, you're your biggest influence in terms of making yeah. videos. Well, yeah, I mean... There's the obvious like big top dogs in the hiking sort of YouTube space. I think Craig Adams yeah. was the reason why I started making hiking videos. But okay. before then, my biggest inspiration, I would say, in terms of like YouTube is obviously the goat, the sunglassed yeah. man, you know, yeah. Casey Neistat, the, the dude. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, like I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm guilty as charged of watching back-to-back -back Casey Neistat videos. Yeah. And I always find when I watch his stuff, like, um, it's two things that happen for me. One, I'm like mm. super inspired to go create something afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, I'm super jealous of the life he has. <laughs> I'm like, it just looks great. Like, it just yeah, makes it's... life look awesome. And he's got such a good outlook on life. Um, you know, yes. and the stuff he gets up to. But he's, it's of his own making. You know, he, he's he's taken risks and he's he's done. He's, he's created this path for himself, which is remarkable. Definitely, which is why he's where he's at. But. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I, like I love that. watching his videos. I remember I, <clears throat> yeah. when he was at the peak of his like uh, his vlogging days, I was quite young. I think I was like 15 mm. or 16. All right. And I just remember watching it and talking about it with my friend Dom and just being like, this guy is so cool. Here's a wall <laughs> dedicated to skateboards, a wall yeah. dedicated to cameras. You just like, you never, yeah. you don't hear that in like, you yeah, know, in normal life. Of to be honest. What, yeah. what what uh, 15 year old doesn't want to ride around New York on a boosted board? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it yeah. just looks like the coolest thing ever. Um, but really yeah, I, I, I had that. And uh, you know, I'm a bit older than you, but you know, I watched his videos and thought, you know, actually, to be honest, and um, I had a chat with, um, uh, I think it's Abby, I spoke to about this. Um, I got into skateboarding. Um, and I promised on that episode, I'd never talk about skateboarding again on Long Distance Hiking Podcast because I know it's of no interest to guess, but it's my like <laughs> childhood output. Um, yeah. I got into skateboarding on the back of like watching videos of people like him where he's just yeah. doing fun stuff and like just be, he's an adult, but he's doing fun stuff. And I'm like, well, uh, I can do fun stuff too. I have to be serious. <laughs> I, so I thought, right, skateboarding. So I, I did skateboarding exactly. kids in the summer. It's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what, what um, really got you started then? Like obviously your influence was Casey Neistat and stuff for videos, but you, um, I'm assuming you've been creating videos for quite a while. Where, yeah. where did that interest begin? Really. Um, and then where did I've, that kind of intersect with outdoors as well? Yeah. I mean, so the videos were always just like a calling. I don't know. It's a bit cringy, but kind of a no, calling. No, go with it. Like, you know, I, 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 I had this friend in school who was really into it and kind of seeing what he had done with it, seeing how he was like creative and had this outlet of YouTube. I was like, oh, that's so, so cool. And shout out to Dom if he's listening. I doubt he is. Um, but I remember being inspired by him and being, seeing all these people on YouTube. And I was like, this is such a cool career path. The fact that you can just hold a camera, be creative, tell stories, and then eventually one day make a, make a living out of it. So I, I don't know. What I think just watching YouTube is what, what got me started and, and doing photography in school and realizing that there's this whole industry, creative industry, like marketing industry and, you know, photography, videography industry that, that, that you can make a living in and, and be creative. Cause I didn't really enjoy typical subjects at school, like at all. Mm. Um, it was only the creative ones, like creative writing, film studies and photography. That was like the best. Um, so I was always sort of drawn to that, like fun subject, I guess. Um, and then I guess where it intersected with hiking, it was like, I think at the, towards the end of the pandemic, I was just so like everyone, I was just so fed up of being indoors all the time. 
And I was like, right, I'm going to finally use my video skills to, to, to push me outside. Um, and yeah, I just kind of dived in, man, to be honest. I just found a, a lo- the longest hike local to me and just went out there with my camera and just started filming it just to see what would it look like. Because um, I've been making these videos, like these travel videos and these fun little little videos about adventures and holidays I've been on, but never really been consistent, never really had my own niche. And then suddenly just sort of stumbled into this, oh my God, I love being outside. I love hiking. I love walking. Um, and it all kind of just came together into the channel. Yeah. So pretty... Because I, I remember um, seeing one of your first videos. I'm sure you're walking mm. along the canal somewhere. Yeah, on yeah. The group, um, <clears throat> and the first thing that jumped out at me was was this. Most people, like a lot of YouTubers, people who create videos, distribute videos through groups. Mm. And I get as a, somebody who moderates a group and tries to ensure a good quality group, so mm. you know, just everybody can enjoy it. What I tend to do is out, moderate out a lot of videos, less so now because a lot of the videos, I think uh, the YouTubers have twigged onto the fact I don't allow all the videos to come on there because otherwise it just becomes a real lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. <clears throat> and what used to annoy me was I'd just get like a video posted up, no context, no information about the video, nothing, just the video. I'm like, well, it's not even, most of the time it wasn't related to long distance hiking. It was like my wild camp in the woods, like, great, this is a long distance hiking Facebook page. Let's keep it kind of relevant. Yeah. <clears throat> And yours came on, and here it was, like a really well polished, like but quite raw as well. It was very much, it wasn't, you know, you weren't acting, but it was really well videoed and put together. Mm. And also, what I really liked, and I used it as an example. I don't know if you ever noticed. Yeah, I did. Yeah, was, I did. <laughs> you did. Oh, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what I really liked was that you put a really good description at the top that made you want to read down it and then go to the video. So from day one, you were like engaging people. And, and then obviously I'm thinking, I'm assuming you got some subscribers from that, but people were looking mm. at the video because of that, I could see on the, uh, on the stats. Definitely. And I thought, yeah, this is a guy who's got his head screwed on with this. He's serious about this. This is like, this looks professional. It looks clean. He's got mm. doing all the right things. It, it looks great. Like, is that something that you learned to do over time? Like, did you have, were you like most people who do like a creative endeavor uh, and I'm going to get to the long distance hiking in a bit, but I'm really interested yeah, in your creative side. Are you somebody who, um, you know, with a creative endeavor, you, you threw out a ton of rubbish videos on another channel you got rid of, or like, where did you learn, where did you learn this? Um, and also what was your first long, like hiking video as well? Where was that taken? So, um, yeah, that's, that's a good, that, there's many questions. Uh, I think, sorry, first, yeah, I always, well, I'm yeah. Good, I'm good at bundling a load of questions, no, like fine, chucking them at you and you have to remember them, but yeah, that's absolutely fine. I think, you know what, like writing the. So I've been a fan of hiking films for, for far longer before I made them. You know, I would yeah. watch a lot of Craig Adams stuff. I'd watch a yeah. lot of the UK stuff. Um, <clears throat> so all the names I've seen Abby's videos as well. Obviously she's <clears throat> huge. You've interviewed her. Yeah. Um, and um, I've been a fan of those videos for so long. So <clears throat> like, I kind of like I've seen, and then I've seen the people who post on the groups and I know what they're trying <clears throat> to do, but I can see how low effort they were trying. And I guess I just did it yeah, because totally. talking yeah. from a fan's perspective, it's like, well, I don't care about your just yeah. normal camping in the woods, but like, show me a bit of authenticity, like educate me a bit. Like here's a route that you would never have heard of. Here's like a, mm. a map to said route and things like that. So I, I kind of came from the audience perspective of being like, I would have wanted more from your description, like these rap from these randomers who post. Mm. So I tried to come in with the idea of like, I'm going to offer as much as I can offer real value to these people, show them like, yeah, like a super polished video that's, like I say, just shows them a part of the um, countryside that they probably would have never come across before. 
Um, and yeah, I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's why I did it. I, I just, I just, it's just offering value really, doesn't it? It comes back to that. I don't want to be a shit yeah. poster. I don't want to be the guy who just spams yeah. everywhere. So you write a really genuine message because it's a really genuine video and I'm a genuine guy. Mm. I'm not like, you know, BSing people. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to think of what your other questions were. No, it's all right. Were... I, I, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Um, I've, I've forgotten. Okay. I get excited for <laughs> questions. No, I forget what I asked. Um, so you you come across with all these ideas, which are a bit different to other videos. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there are a lot of just you know, here's my wild camp somewhere, and it kind of blends into one after a while. Mm. What do you do then to try and make your videos stand out a bit from the crowd? Because yeah, there's a lot of very similar content yeah. out there but i just I, think i so i started off and you can like to anyone who's watching this you can go back and watch these first videos i made i started off by barely speaking in them because i thought people just wanted cinematic and slow music and just like an escape and it definitely started like off in that place like super polished super cinematic only yeah. shot on my dslr but as i've sort of progressed i've realized that everything needs to be personality driven for it to be truly unique because no one has the same personality is me like no one else talks like me or acts like me or whatever so if you lead with your personality then you're always going to have unique work the but the worst thing to do is to copy what everyone else is doing and and pray for the same results like no just be yourself on camera um and try to deliver on what you what what you put up on the, the thumbnail on the video like mm. don't don't clickbait don't make it the worst not real yeah. yeah it is the worst you know <laughs> so like annoying. that you feel I, you know mm. we've all watched that i've watched yeah. literally thousands of youtube videos and you click on a link and you think this is gonna be amazing it turns out to be yeah. just a flop so i've never done that i try to always make my videos real and and i guess the other big secret is that i just work uh, you know i've worked a lot on these videos to make them as good as they are like especially yeah, in the early tell. days i would spend so long editing the videos and so long setting up the camera like i would do a 10 mile hike that should take i don't know like four or five hours and it would take me like six or seven because i would set the tripod up i would like get the get the aperture to the right (laughs) area i would like make sure it's well lit some like in the early days i'm not joking i would do like multiple takes i would like get up walk by did i look cool did i look all right did that look realistic (laughs) go back go again i honestly i was i was a bit of a dweeb when i first started doing it right Um, but now it's like so much more raw because i realize that people don't want it to be they want some level of quality like 4k full frame camera if you can get it like some slow-mo stuff in there too but really they just want you to be raw and honest and like check Mm. out this cool place and don't waste their time like so yeah i could talk about how i make my videos all day like because i i do like analyze it and obviously this is my profession like i do this at work so yeah i know a lot about it i could talk about we could have the whole hour just talk about this no it's cool (laughs) i think um, i think the thing is i mean if you if people listening to this obviously it's a long distance hiking but what I try to do is bring the stories out of the people who come on the show. Like long distance hiking is, is the benchmark, you know, the low bar of being on the show. Like it just wraps everything into a theme. But everybody who comes on has such a different story. So if yours is like yeah. talking about video, that's totally cool. So yeah. um, so I will bring in the hiking aspects now though. Like, mm-hmm. so you've, you've obviously, you're into hiking and that starts, that, yes. that interest began during lockdown. Um, well actually no it started no, when cool. i was super young so my oh, cool. dad okay go my, there yeah. let's go there so my dad is um a avid outdoorsman like he loved he goes on like at least two walks a day like sometimes we'll start his day he'll get up roll out of bed shower go for a walk before he does anything oh, nice. um and hmm. when i was a kid he used to take me up to the woods of my brother 
because uh, we live right by like at a beautiful ancient like woodland awesome beautiful place and we would used to like go up there just just for my you know when we were super angsty and I don't, uh, like full of like sugar or whatever with too much energy for my mom she'd be like Pete take them out take them for a walk and we'd go up to the woods <laughs> and like run around there and like lose all our energy and then kind of come back home so I've always been out in the woods and I've always been walking with my dad and I think when I was before I went to university I was going on walks with my dad all the time throughout like GCSEs and A-levels and stuff like that. And then I went to university and I just like stopped walking, stopped going outside, stopped spending time outside. And I would say like university was a very happy time in some ways, but it was also, there was points, there's a lot of, it was some dark times during that period too. And I realized that maybe there's some connections between the lack of going outside and the lack of like, uh, and just, I don't know, the less sort of darker, not as happy times. And then when I came back from uni, I just made, I said to myself, I've got to stick to what I did when I was a kid. And I used to go out with my dad, um, every, you know, every week, at least sometimes two or three times a week. Um, and then in the lockdown, it became, you know, vital to go outside. Obviously, um, Boris Johnson only let us out like once a day or something like that. And I've just made the, you know, (laughs) I made as much use of that as I could. Yeah. Honestly, like (laughs) just be, and and that, I think, that whole process of realizing that like it's integral to be outside, to be happy. That's yeah. That's why I started really making the videos because it kind of was this intersection of, I like making videos and I like being outside and they came together and that's the channel. Uh, so yeah. they really came hand in hand. It yeah, they do. You know, yeah. You had just, just making the video inspire you to go outside or vice versa. Do you think when you, when yeah. you go for a walk, do you think, I want to leave the camera at home anytime for those walks or do you always think no i need to i need to document there's a need to create i'm going to take yeah. the camera with me is it always with you it's t- it's not always with me that's for sure mm-hmm. i go on a lot of walks with my dad and my brother um com- with nothing you know not even my yeah. phone a lot of the time and uh mm-hmm. trips with my girlfriend we go on little hikes here and there little adventures um and for the first time i brought a camera along with me on one of those um but no it kind they kind of so i do a lot of it without camera but I have to say, though, like the camera has been amazing in a way because it's been like a gateway to doing it more. Like previously, mm. I would go on like, you know, as many local walks as I could, but not big adventures that often. Um, yeah. But because of the camera, it's like and because of the channel, it's like, OK, well, I want to make another video. All right. Well, I need to go to a cooler place. But it kind of goes vice versa. Like I want to go to a cool place. So I make another video about it. And it's kind of it's a motivating <laughs> factor. And yeah, it keeps me yeah. in like good habits as well. So. So you yeah, they're kind, so, they're kind of tied together is what I'm saying. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So you're, would you say that um, more of your inspiration to create a video is very much about you kind of think, I want to either create a video about a certain walk and then therefore a place and you go to the place or you want to go to the place first and then you go, I can make a video about this. Yeah. Which, one, which way around does it tend to be? or is it? I think I, it changes for sure. Like I think, yeah. I think most people would be like, it's the second and kind <laughs> of lie about it, but I'm not going to lie. Like it is, it's both. There's yeah. times when I've been to the Peak District a lot and I haven't always filmed that and mm-hmm. I just love it there. It's it's easy to get to and it's very beautiful and fresh air and just like yeah. kind of, the mountains are hard but not too hard and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the videos have helped me go there more in the last year and a half. But I went, I've been there a lot as a child and, you know, in my teens and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's a hard one to answer. <laughs> like, I think it's both, to be honest. You know, I think yeah. sometimes I it's, yeah, both. <laughs> where are you? Where are you based? Uh, in Hertfordshire. So quite oh, far down south. Yeah. Oh yeah, London. quite far. But it's about two and a half hours from getting into the Yeah, the, exactly. You know, into the, the peaks, south yeah. end of the Peak District. Yeah, cool. So yeah, that's yeah. 
yeah, that's your nearest national park. But then obviously you've got Hertfordshire countryside is nice, but it's a lot of farm, yeah. farmland, isn't it? There's a lot of farmland. Yeah. But we have like, yeah. um, we have the Ridgeway, which is like one of my long distance hikes that I've done. Uh, sorry, not the Ridgeway. It's called, um, so Rid- Ridgeway is, uh, the Ridgeway. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a long distance. Is it, like, yeah. Sorry, in Hertfordshire? Mind. I yeah. So that's start, hmm. that starts in, oh, wow. I think the words of, yeah, Avesbury, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, finish, and, and finishes Tring, in Ivan, Ivanhoe Beacon. Yeah, yeah, in Tring. Uh, yeah, yeah, in Tring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. So you and you've walked the Ridgeway. You did a video on that. I yeah, I did that. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was like a five. Day tell me trek. about the Ridge. Tell me about the Ridgeway. In fact, let's start with your first long distance hike. Then, what? Uh, okay. where, where did it start for you? Um, My first and then long kind distance. Of what got you like into wanting to do that, opposed to just day walks as well? I, I get what. What defines for you? What defines like a long distance hike? Really good question. Uh, yeah. For me personally, I know that the the uh, definition differs. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I'd say either a multi day hike or a hike that just is like over uh, thirty miles. Thirty. I see. Okay. Yeah. Personally, because I think because you you can do it like for example, some person, some people can walk thirty miles in a day comfortably. Other people mm-hmm. like me would feel uncomfortable walking thirty miles in a day, but can scrape through. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people would break a thirty-mile walk, for instance, into multiple days and do like yes. three, three days or ten miles a day. So, like, it's so personal. But yeah, anything that takes multiple mm-hmm. days or is a longer, this long-ish distance. Okay, but that's yeah, well, obviously not a fixed definition. That's no, for sure. But I, I'm happy to go yeah. to go by your definition. Then I think <laughs> <Okay>. my long- <laughs> just so yeah, I know distance getting, hiking yeah. definition. Yeah. Of hiking <laughs> is. Uh, but well, but yeah, the Ridgeway was my first one. Yeah. Okay, I did the Ridgeway. I've done the Ridgeway. I've done the South Downs way, and yeah. I walked from London to Birmingham. Those are my three major uh, okay. hikes. Yeah. So the London to Birmingham one, I'm going to go to in a bit because yeah, of course. Was it that one or the Ridgeway that got some uh, media interest, or was it both? I think they. I think those I got two on my both notes. had some. Yeah, because I got on my notes. You had a radio interview after walking the Ridgeway with BBC yeah. Oxford. Yeah. Now, that was cool. That. So. Yeah, you did the Ridgeway. Uh, was that a, a walk that you did out of convenience because it was closer to you and thought? Yeah, you know, that was yeah. that was me. Like I had done a few day hikes and I had uh, made a few videos and I'd gone on a few of them by myself. And, and the whole idea of going walks by myself was new to me. That was like a whole. I didn't really do that that often. I normally went with my brother and my dad before then. Mm. So I built up my trust uh, in myself and like my capabilities to just be by myself <laughs> over time. Yeah. And I said, okay, I want to go somewhere. I want to do one of these long, longer treks, one of these big through hikes. Um, and the Ridgeway is like, it ends so like Ivanhoe Beacon is very close to where I actually live. So I was able to, I know that area. I know the ending pretty well. So the Ridgeway was Mm. definitely like a good first step for me. It was like, I always knew that I could get home. I always knew that I could jump in a taxi or jump on the train. So yeah, that was the perfect first long distance hike. Um, Mm. And yeah, that's why I did it. Did you see a side of the landscape around where you live? Because I think it's important to explore your landscape, landscape around where you live on foot. Did you see a side of that landscape differently to what you would have seen it normally? Did you learn more about it? Oh, yeah, there? so much. Yeah, I mean, the the I guess the most you see your landscape in your local area is like through your car, like along the yeah. train. You know, you don't like, oh, sometimes you go for a walk like locally. But like oh, even that after a while, you kind of get used to it. So going on like that mega long hike and doing, I think it was like five, five days or four days, um, like it was incredible. Yeah. And I learned so much about the landscape. And I said in the video it myself itself, like I just felt more connected to it. I was like, wow, this is like the place that I've grown up, but never really knew about. Like, this is yeah. like a place that's so close to me and it's so like historical and 
beautiful in its own right as well. Like it's not got mountains, like it's not got, you know, like crazy rivers, but it's, it's still wonderful. Like you go through, there's loads of historic sites. Mm. uh, And there's like, I think they're like Roman, there is Roman roads and there's like ruins and um, yeah, it's cool. And there are moments where you're like, wow, this is actually quite high up. You're at the top of these big like valleys and you can see like, these towns way off in the distance and there's like views on each side and you know it's not under you know it shouldn't be underrated as a, as a good day out it's like a quintessential uk adventure kind of thing and it was a good one yeah. to start on for sure gotcha yeah i mean like the the, the cotswold is is similar in that isn't it it's sort of if you're an american for example and you're thinking if you've got to like an image this is what i imagine if you're american you've got an image of british countryside in your head Mm. places like the Cotswolds and the Ridgeway, you know, yeah. Hertfordshire. That's know, what really... pops up. I agree. Kind of like the Shire. Yeah, for sure. Like they, yeah, I think they've totally. seen Lord of the yeah. Rings or The Hobbit. Yeah, They're like, yeah. that's England, even though it's not. Yeah, that is England. Like... Yeah. It's actually New Zealand. But <laughs> it's actually it's kind New of, Zealand, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, yeah. uh, you know, stone walls everywhere, dry stone walls, rolling, yeah. beautiful, green, lush hills, all yeah. cottages with smoke coming out of them, etc. That's that's it. Definitely, yeah. That's cool. So um, <laughs> what, on your first hike, obviously, everything, like, not everything, but things go wrong. Like, what mm. did you learn from that hike, like, in terms of kit that you thought you might bring a lot, you brought along, which is totally unnecessary. Where, where did you yeah. go in terms of learning from that experience? I, th- I think uh, I was way too brave. Like I thought oh, I yeah. was gonna, I had never wild camped before. Like I had never wild camped before that hike and I packed everything. I was like, all right, I'll just wild camp along this. This will be fine. Um, I'll hmm. figure it out. I'll work it out. And this isn't something that's really in the video. Um, hmm. I So I had a backpack full of camping supplies that yeah. I just never used because every night <laughs> I completely bottled it. And I was like, I'm too scared. I don't have like food or whatever. I need to go to like a B and B or whatever. Oh, uh, did you? And, okay, yeah, I fine. did. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it was, it's dumb when I think about it now. Cause now like that was like, I guess it was nearly not a year ago, but it was quite, it was like half a year ago, or whatever, eight months mm-hmm. ago. And a lot of stuff's happened since then. Now I'm so keen on wild camping. Yeah, I've been doing loads of that recently, but before then it was, it kind of scared me a bit. It petrified mm-hmm. me a bit. Um, so yeah, that was like the most unprepared I was. Or, I'm not unprepared, but it was just a dumb decision. Like, why bring all this <laughs> a tent, like a blow up mattress, like all this stuff I just didn't need? And that was it. Wait, it took up half my bag and weighed me down so much. Uh, yeah, I, dumb. I think with routes like the Ridgeway, where typically, like if you go to the Peak District, the Lake District, you can kind of get away with wild camping in more exposed areas, which actually I find mm. is is nicer. Yeah. Um, I always find wild camping in places like, you know, where I live, Nottinghamshire, you got to find a woodland. Yeah. Because you can't camp in the middle of a farmer's field because it's obviously there. So you got to find mm-hmm. a woodland. And honestly, like if you're in a bit of woodland and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, I personally don't enjoy wild camping in woodland. Yeah. I, I like, I, and, and I, I'm, I'll do it. I don't, I like, I like, I still, I'm not saying I don't like it. I do like it, but I'd rather wild camp on a hill somewhere. Yeah. There's something about that, like, primeval need to be high up when you yeah, are I can down do, do that yeah it speaks to my soul yeah. like I, so yeah that, <laughs> that's the thing i think that was kind of it like i was surrounded by trees and like hedge yeah. tunnels and there was these occasional <laughs> yeah. fields and these occasional like valleys like i said but they were all farmer mm. fields and like that i don't want a farmer to chase me across the field with a shotgun or something because they see me in a tent <laughs> But yeah. yeah, like well, since then, like mm. recently, I've been doing loads of wild camping. Like I went and wild camped in Snowdon and I wild camped in the Brecon Beacons. Um, and I did another wild camp in like uh, in, oh, the words, it's like 
to the right side of the Brecon Beacons, but it's not in Wales. I've oh, uh, the Melvins, no. not Melvins. Yeah, the Morven, yeah. not the Melvins. Morvins. The other, no, no, there's another oh, one. The Black Hill. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah. Um, okay, so for above, above the Brecon Beacons on the Offers Dyke. Possibly, it's, yeah, it slipped my mind. But yeah, I've been, yeah. I've done like three or four wild camps since like recently, and it's so fun. Mm. And I feel exactly what you what you just said, like if because all of those were on a mountain or like yeah. in a you know on a cliff or whatever like i feel like protected and on the first yeah, hike i felt really like scared until it started raining because in my head i was like like murderers don't go out in the rain like it's just so dumb like it started raining i was like i feel safe now like i yeah. <laughs> i think but, i think yeah. it's a, a real thing like is there's a natural need as a human to go high when you sleep that's why houses are built up yeah. I mean, I, I had an experience uh, some years ago. I, I was doing a trek in Nicaragua and our guides who were with for one of the days, uh, they'd taken, a, taken us up an extinct volcano. And uh, we hadn't had guides for, until that point in the trek. And during the night, we camped out on the floor and being, uh, you know, um, Central America, there's spiders everywhere. And we're like, right, we're on the forest floor, there's spiders, zip the tents up, we'll be fine. These guys, though, they were right up on the trees. They just got, oh, they climbed God. the trees with hammocks, strung them across, and they're just off the ground. And we're looking at them going, yeah, we wish we were above the ground where you are right oh, now. And they just, that, that need to be high, they just embraced that and they were just right up in the trees. And it, I mean, oh. it looked a bit sketch, sketchy as well. That One of them was about, I don't know, must have been eight meters up sleeping in a hammock. But if you fell was, from that, I felt like you'd be seriously injured. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> they, they knew what they were doing. And, uh, but he was, he was, you know, out the way of the spiders mostly mm, yeah, I mean, that's insects cool, yeah. on the ground i thought that was cool but yeah it definitely pays to be higher up <laughs> higher up camp. yeah you just and you get the sunset the sunrise yeah. as well and the views and that's kind of what makes it good but um, yeah i think it's primal like you said i think it i is. do yeah, yeah i do so uh the, the ridgeway was like your your gateway trail yeah. it got you into into long distance hiking and and it was I think that probably was what the first video you might I, I might have seen of yours as well. And mm. um, now I think about it. So, so kind of where where did the 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 interest in long distance hiking extend from there? Where where did it go? Or hiking um, in general. So after that, I think I did like one day hike, and then was like, mm. oh wow, like the lot. I mean, it's just not the same. Like you do like the Ridgeway five days, um, and it was epic. It was like a full on like you know felt like a film or something like it was like an event uh and yeah. then i did a day hike and i was like this isn't enough so i i then looked up another <laughs> one that's sort of down in the south yeah, yeah and found the south downs way and that's where i headed to next yeah hmm. that was sick as well that was really and did cool. you did you um wild camp along the south downs way again time? no see i still wasn't <laughs> brave enough i I, yeah. I haven't actually wild camped on any of my through hikes oh, like, not? at all no see i that's why i kind of feel like a bit of like i faked oh, no. it or something you know no, I mean? no 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 i'm gonna set the record straight here right <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I used to work uh, for uh, a, a reasonably good size. I mean, they're all small businesses, walking holiday company. Mm. And walking holiday companies all have customers from all over the world and in, tons of them. There's such an interest in this. Mm. Um, and they all stay in B&Bs. And yeah. there for sure is like a cohort of, you know, uh, ultralight backpackers where mm. perhaps they're like, you know, really hardcore about it and you know it's frowned upon to stay anywhere but a, a farmer's field or you know <laughs> welcome but i i'm really of of the mindset that like it doesn't matter how right. you do it whether you want to stay in a bnb or not whether you want a world cap or not whether you want to have your bags moved by a luggage transfer company or not it doesn't matter because mm. it's just it really is so personal and then depending on your preference for comfort your your budget your you know your ability to do the miles and carry your bags i, I just think it's 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 fine do whatever suits yeah. you so 
And actually, the idea of doing a long day walking and then rocking up to a B&B, putting your feet up with a comfy bed. Yeah, dude, it was like, good, you know. Yeah, of course. It's the baller way to do it. Like, it you was. know what? <laughs> If you can, if you can do that, if you can do, you know, manage the cost of that as well, yeah. then by all means. But I mean, dude, like you say that, like manage your cost. Like I found the cheapest places I could but find. But don't matter. Like you I know, was staying in hostels. some, like yeah. on the South Downs way, I stayed in this hotel in Lewis, which yeah. is like kind of off trail as well. So I had to like go along this like motorway and then yeah. get to Lewis and then find, I, it was like the weirdest place I've ever been in my life. Like <laughs> the woods, like it, it, it was ancient. It was dusty. There was like the door didn't lock. Like, and, yeah. and like there were stains in the bathtub and everything. I was, it was like three beds in the room. I was like, which one oh, do right. I choose? Yeah. <laughs> so like, obviously there's obviously levels to it. Like the, the, the ultra like back, uh, ultra light, backpacker can do it super cheap and then there's yeah. the idea that you have to spend loads of money on b&b's and it'd be super lush and you need loads of money yeah. to that but you don't have to there is a way which is what i did in the middle and go on booking.com and just like lead by lowest price first for every location you get into. <laughs> i don't think it's totally legit and the other side so i'm going to tell a little story i've never mentioned this so oh yeah wait wait kind of what's led led me into this this uh interest in long distance hiking and, and turn it into content was i used to work for a, as i say a tour operating and they were they, they had um some obviously a lot of their clients quite well off one of their clients was probably the most well off we've ever we ever had or at least we knew of was a guy called henry Wyndham, who was the owner of the auction house in london called sotheby's hmm. the guy was is like if you if you google him you'll find him all over the internet and he's a good friend of jeremy clarkson uh, now I spoke to him and had a part in booking his trip. Now most people stay stayed in B and Bs and most people stayed in hotels, etc. This guy did the trek, staying in like high end luxury country houses, like you know these kind of these estates houses that are reserved for the rich and famous. You know, oh, like no. you know where like Kate Moss would would <laughs> would hang out on a weekend in the Lake District. So he oh, no. he did the coast to coast entirely like that, and he didn't want anything that was like less than five star. Yeah. Um, and like, it was that great. Like, so he, expensive. Well, he he basically <laughs> threw money at the company to just make the booking for him. Um, <laughs> and he was quite happy to kind of walk the, the route and then stop and then get a taxi or a chauffeur vehicle or something yeah. to his country house and then get dropped back at the trail <laughs> next day and carry on. It was well, like, a fair play. Each one, like. Yeah, like he, he did it. He did the route, he did it in comfort, but he did it according to what he was comfortable doing. And that's, yeah. you know, a lot fair play to him. Yeah, do you know what? Like, I'm so on that vibe of what you just said, like previously mm. about like just do it at your own pace. Like, I think although it's super cool to be like I'm an ultralight backpacker and yeah, and, like I you know I can survive a whole week on like yeah. sandals oh, or whatever. Sure. Like that, that's yeah. awesome. But like that that's great for you. But like so many people aren't like that. And at the time, I wasn't like that either. Like I was scared yeah. to sleep in a field. Like that's yeah. that's not that wasn't normal to me at that point. Like it sort of changed a bit, but hmm. you know I'd still be a bit apprehensive to sleep basically next to the road like in some of these hikes like yeah uh so yeah you know and also it kind of there's kind of some negativity like if you are if everyone's constantly talking about being ultra light then it kind of it stops people who aren't up for doing it like if they it, hmm. they get it in their head that there's like a barrier to entry to hiking which is actually a yes. negative thing like there is no barrier to entry like you can do it in any at, at your own pace in your own style and that's fine like no matter what it's fine you can do it yeah. however you like you know i think that's what we 100%. should all be projecting and pushing yeah 100 percent. i'm all on board with that i mean in particular with my brand i'm really trying to avoid like 
um, pandering towards the ultra hiking thing. Yeah. It's a part of it. It interests me. And I, you know, I, for, for instance, have got my kit down to a reasonably okay weight. But mm. I think there comes a point where, like, if ultra light hiking is your thing, like, kudos to you. That's awesome that you can survive you know, and, you know, enjoy yourself with, with, you know, that little gear. And it's quite nice walking long distances with a really light pack. I've done long distances mm. with a 20, 20 kilo pack and it's just horrific. Yeah. So if you can get it down to six, six kilos, five kilos, nice because that's you know like day pack weight yeah um but you don't need to do that it doesn't you know in this country in particular maybe on the pc uh trail you might want to go ultra light because it's so long it's so rural that's like four months isn't it yeah like exactly it's mad so having as few grams as possible for sure i get that but in this country you don't need to because there's such a good infrastructure around long distance trails and things and that's that's really good that that's and it's testament to how popular they are and how popular they've been for years that there's that support around them yeah and also yeah. like it's, it's part of it like hmm. you know there's these little like uh on the ridgeway there's like there's like uh pubs and b&bs that are called the ridgeway or like the ridgeway stopping point you know there's, they, they make yeah. it's part of their business so like it's an economy yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah it's an economy so why not support that like they're supporting yeah. the hikers like just it's kind of our quintessential english thing like just go to yeah. a pub have a beer at the end of the hike you yeah. know at the end of the day or, or whatever, halfway like. through Oh, halfway through. Every time you find it, you feel fit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I mean, and also on certain trails as well, like the Camino. Um, I don't think, I, I might be wrong in this, but I don't think many people camp along the Camino. No. I, because there's, I don't know what they're called, but they're like hostels and they're basically, I think they are hostels, but they don't call them hostels. And they're just everywhere along the way. So there's not mm. like a need to camp there. Most people just carry, you know, a 30 litre day pack with all their stuff in it. Uh, yeah. But we'll just walk from these, you know, this this accommodation to accommodation each day. Yeah. So, and that that's totally normal over there. So, yeah, it's it's really how you do it. So, Definitely. um, in uh, you you then got uh, on the back of this an interview with uh, BBC uh, Radio Oxford. <laughs> doing the first time this is like, yeah, you know, honestly, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, just casually throw a video out there, and then the, the you know the newspaper comes running, you know, wanting you on there, which is awesome. So, how did that? I come don't, about? Re- yeah, dude, I don't really know. Like, I. So, like, as you know from the group, like, I do post the films, like, on a very few Facebook groups and stuff like that in hopes that it will, you know, help it be seen and whatnot. Hmm. And I guess just someone saw Hmm. it on one of those groups and was like, it's a a slow news day. Uh, (laughs) Let's get this bloke (laughs) on the radio. (laughs) It was, like, it was a bit shocking. I won't lie. Most news days in Oxford are probably a slow news day. (laughs) Like it was a bit mad, like, and yeah. uh, you know, I remember te- texting my mum and dad about it, and they were like, "You're joking! Like that's not real." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's slow yeah. news day for sure. Well, not only was it a, uh, it was a, a, did you get? I think you had an article, did you, or was it just an interview? It was a radio interview. It, interview, it? yeah, interview yeah, for that, cool. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that you, was like, yeah, were you breaking it beforehand? Oh, what, dude, I was. They were like, they. It, it felt like something from a film. Like someone called me up. They said, oh, we want you to do this interview. I was like, cool. And then they called me up like five minutes before. I was on the line mm. to one lady. And they're like, right, you're going on in three, two. And then oh, they, they were like, hi, Dave. And it was like the presenter. And they've got oh, the whole God. like amazing performance. And I was like, oh, my God. I went for a walk. Uh, it was good fun. And then they, were so, they asked me a question. Like, it, it was kind of bizarre. They asked me a question like, how was it? And I was like, yeah, it was really fun. Like, you should definitely check it out. And then they then played a, a bit from the video. And the right. bit is like the what i was like suffering i was like because you know i'm I'm a filmmaker <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm trying to yeah. show the arc that it's not all good and yeah. i was telling them how great it was and then they just cut to the part where i was just like panting out of you know every 
oh, I was dying, you know, <laughs> uh, and they played that on the radio. I was like, well, okay, what do I say to this? I'm not prepared. I thought well, this is just going to be like super positive. <laughs> yeah. It was so I, I, bizarre, but also I did, as well. Like, yeah, like I listened to it when I was researching for this, this, uh, this chat with you tonight. Yeah. And uh, it didn't come across like that at all. Oh, like it okay. came across yeah, like as if you were, no, it came across as if you're like really, really relaxed about it and chill. Like <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I faces are right. Yeah. I bet. I would be the oh, same. I think if yeah. the news called me and said, do you want to talk about something? I'd, I'd probably say yes, but I would yeah. spend about a week panicking about yeah. it. You know, how am I going to sound on air, et cetera. But well, that's cool. Yeah. I think it's wicked that you had that experience. Yeah, dude, you know what? Like I've done, I did another podcast like a long while ago and I prepared loads for it and it just like, it just sucked. Like I just was so like brick, like cardboard. Mm. So I, off the back of that, I was like, actually no prep is sometimes good. Just be real. Yeah. And hopefully your message comes across, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, I like in terms of doing this with guests, I've got the benefit mm. of not live. Um, the yeah. last only live one I did was the one I published today with Chris uh, Howard, Chris the Coast Walker. Mm. And the live went so badly wrong. I don't think one person looked at it and disappeared. Like it just didn't publish oh, no. it. I just, I just screwed up the technicalities of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like every, you know what, every time before, before I go on live with, a, with, with, with somebody like a guest that I have on here, I feel so nervous. Like the yeah. nerves are crazy and it's got better as I've done it, but I have to have like about a couple of minutes of kind of decompressing and just like, yeah, Ooh, calm down. It's okay. It's just a person. They're not going to be scary at all. Yeah. <laughs> they're here. They're on yeah. to talk to you. They're probably more scared than you are. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Honestly, it, it is bizarre. Pain. Like the fact that we just, we have a shared passion. You can meet complete yeah. strangers. Like there's no way you and me would have met had it not no, been for hiking and our shared passion. Like and that's it's, it's the beauty of it. And amazing. Like every, yeah. That's what I love about this community is that everyone is so different. Yes. And yet we are brought together collectively by the, the, the enjoyment of the outdoors. Mm. You know, this, 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 and it's Sense a very broad pursuit as well. Like, you know, there's climbing, hiking, kayaking, paddleboarding. There's just so much to it, but we're all yeah. kind of centered here for this one thing that we all enjoy being outdoors and i think that's lovely and i think when you get into sort of content creation as well like you and i have the, the doors will start opening i'm not yeah. saying like you know it's my life's changed massively for it but it's definitely changed for the better for just being out putting my face out there and talking to people like i last year when i decided to do this i thought oh okay it seems like a scary idea but the scary idea made it made me realize i needed to do it because it felt scary so i thought right. well, i'll give it a go and but that the confidence it gives you to go and do more things and push yourself is remarkable and yeah. I guess you probably found the same with your YouTube videos because you recently had your first uh, brand yeah. um, kind of introduction. Tell me yeah. about that. Oh, wow. Did, when, <clears throat> so, so Rab, uh, yes. like that's the brand and they're like an yes. English, yeah, they're huge. And they, I just got an email one day, like just from like their, a marketing agency representing them. They were like, okay. do you want to come along to this day? And I was like, this is a joke. Surely this is a joke. Like as you, when you have like some content, you get contacted. I don't know if people know this, but when you have a channel, like you get contacted a lot by like really terrible brands who are like just yeah. trying to like pump and dump their, their yeah. items. So you're always apprehensive. The guard is up in all of my emails that I get. And I got that email from them and it was real. And it took me, it, we exchanged a little bit. And then I think we had a phone interview or something or like yeah. something like that. And yeah, and then, yeah, I got invited along to this rab day and mate, like it was crazy. Like, like I said, before I like got into making these videos, I'd watched a lot of these videos. Um, and I know who people like Abby Barnes is, and I know people who are like Paul Messner is, 
and like loads of the other guys on the trip as well. I'd seen their videos as well before I'd even started this thing. So I got invited along and I did ask for like, I was like, who else is going to be at this event? And they gave me the list of these people. I was like, I have no right being here. These guys have been doing this for years. These, these dudes yeah. are huge. Uh, guys, it goes a massive channel. So yeah, it was actually wild, like meeting all of them and realizing that they're real people and like realizing that they make cool content. They have shared passion and they're super chill. Um, yeah. yeah, it was an awesome experience. We went for like a, um, a walk. We went for, we walked around their factory. Uh, we got to see mm. like the downfilling station for their sleeping bags, how, the downfilling station for their like coats and stuff like that. I even got to fill a sleeping bag myself, which is awesome. Um, and then what do we do? We went for a hike around the peak district. It was raining yeah. a bit, which is yeah. not always good. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we did some camping and it was cool. Like Paul Messner is like, like the coolest, like, you know, the biggest wild camper in, yeah, in the game really. And yeah, like, was I like was the just big, like the big baller there, wasn't he? Like, he's yeah, the, the he's the top dog. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's yeah. just like, it was cool just to be there and be like, oh, these, these like, wow. Like I'm having a beer with Paul Messner. This is cool. Like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. you know, it's awesome. Like, it's kind of like meeting your heroes in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. But they were, they're kind of my peers as well, which is strange. Like, yeah, yeah it was cool. It was a very cool moment. Cause it kind of, it was like a recognition of like, I've been making these videos for like a two, nearly two years. These hiking, well, a year and a half, these hiking videos and yeah. to be invited to that was kind of like, Oh, they, they, it is, it is working slowly. It's not huge. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not, it's yeah. not on their level yet, but it's still validation. Validation, yeah, validation is the word. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, it was oh, cool. that's 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 really neat. And so, yeah. was it just like when you're talking to these 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 guys and girls? Was it like just massively nerding out about YouTube and things oh, like that? Huge. Or, yeah, was it? huge. Yeah, yeah every, I've <laughs> never seen more cameras in my life. Everybody had like two cameras on them. Yeah, like and whenever something some, funny happened, oh, everyone was like, yeah. "Oh, oh, he's going to react to like this." Yeah, right. it's jokes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But really my good. camera was the biggest. Like I was the only one who had like a uh a DSLR. Everybody else had like little smaller ones. I just had this oh, whomping yeah. massive like camera from my work with this ridiculously long lens on. Everyone was like, Are you sure you need that? I was like, No, I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> like you're all on GoPros. Like I need to I need to shape up. Downsides, yeah. Yeah. Did you um did so before this then were you like oh no I need to do put a lot of thought into the camera you needed to take for this yeah uh, yeah and I mean like like that's why so if you if, if you wanted to really see it you could go look at my <laughs> earlier videos like my earlier videos are better made than the videos I make right now like okay. they are higher quality and are all shot on a DSLR but the thing is what I've realized is like people care about that only to a certain level like <laughs> and actually if you can kind of lead with personality then people care, care way more about that. And I like meeting Paul Messner, Abby Barnes, Bush, uh, Bushman and blue, um, Al, yeah. like they're all shooting on GoPros or, or Abby's on like a DSLR, but like, yeah. you know, realizing that this doesn't matter too much. That was, mm. that was a huge moment of that trip. Like seeing those people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Cause it cool. doesn't matter that much, you know, it does, like we're no. doing this over zoom and this is awesome. And hopefully people will love this. Like you don't need yeah. to have the best camera to just get going. Like I, I completely you know. agree. I mean, that's like, that's Casey Neistat advice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah he did a video on that. It doesn't matter. Just start, just start. It's the starting that matters. Like when I did this podcast to begin with, like I, I, I bought this microphone that you see here and still using it's like hundred quid. It's not great. Yeah. And I just got going on free software and mm. I published on free software. And in fact, it's only about a year later that I now use what we're on now, which is Riverside FM, which I pay yeah. for because it allows me to do, you know, the video, which is good quality. But I don't, other than that, it's about it's my, my only payment for this and expense is yeah. about 20 quid a month. I'm just creating what I've got. I'm about to pit, um, like purchase on some video editing software because I tried mm. doing my last video in Windows uh, Movie Maker <laughs> and 
<laughs> just gave up. I was like, this is right. This is so bad. I can't publish this. I can't do this to my, to my, to my brand. So like, I'm going to actually buy some video editing software and figure that out. But yeah, yeah. you don't need to, you don't need to spend it. You don't, power. you can just get going. Yeah. Like people do it on their yeah. phones. Some people edit yeah. on like an iPad and like, yeah. that's fine. For sure. You can make- well, like TikTokers, like people do TikToks, yeah. and, you know, massive. They all of it's done on smartphones now, and you know, yeah. they might have like an app on there they can edit with, but it's all done on smartphones. So. There, there was yeah. a video that was really impactful to me the other day. Um, mm. It was a while ago now. Like Pete, do you know Peter McKinnon? Do you know him as a YouTuber? Uh, no, I probably would recognize because I have spent a significant amount of time on YouTube. Okay. But he's I, one of like Casey Neistat's friends or whatever, and okay. he's like this Canadian dude, and he's super into cameras. Like, no, he's like a. Oh, Canon is this the rep- guy where they just did the video where they were smashing things with a baseball bat in his? in his apartment mm, uh no i think that's dan mace that really oh, shows mace. that i'm that oh, big of a nerd yeah. that i know okay. all of their names <laughs> um but no basically long story short this guy like he filmed yeah. something about like a coffee like the most niche coffee maker in the world and he filmed one video on his camera with super <clears throat> amazing lighting like 4k quality <clears throat> amazing yeah. editing and everything and then he filmed another one on his iphone and just released them on like i think different platforms but it was the same concept and the same story and like mm. the one on the iphone did better mm. because it felt more genuine so mm. like if that that's a massive takeaway for anyone who wants to get into what we're doing now is like you you can literally do it on anything and people sometimes mm. even like your videos more if you do it on an iphone like yeah there's there's a new guy who's massive now who did like, have you seen the I've, I've forgotten his name um the like what it's like a, a pack uh, it's like a hike oh, what is it no rent a tent and like backpacking brain oh, liam brown that's his name he films okay. all of his videos on his phone and he's like one of the biggest now like hiking oh really like for yeah he's huge he's coming up oh he's like, yeah, yeah yeah i i i think i have is the, the name rings about i probably i yeah. wouldn't be able to say his concept yeah He's Liam like Brown. a testament to what we're saying. Like he is, okay. he is this year I've, I've seen him grow. I've watched that video. He's most, mm. he's got like an amazing catalog of work and mm. like he's skyrocketed and it's all shot on like an iPhone 13. So like, oh, right. well, yeah. Well, so like you yeah. don't need good kit. You just don't yeah. like, just, just need the cat, just need the smartphone in your hand and you're off really. Yeah. yeah. And a bit I of personality. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> personality is, a, is it does help. But even mm. personality that, that, you know, everyone has personality. And I think if, you just be yourself on camera yeah then unless you're an awful person um, <laughs> which i don't think i think there are very few people are awful people but now let's yeah, uh, most agree. most there's always going to be people who like your personality yeah so if you I think, think uh, i'm not interested in um the boring there's always going to be enough people who actually don't find you boring to make it worthwhile definitely yeah, yeah. and if you just lead with like being genuine and like yeah. positive energy For like sure. that then people will enjoy it like if oh, you totally. are you know lifting people up then they're gonna like your work like they're gonna like the video because it will lift them up yeah. you know yeah um, you, you, you go on youtube i hope most people go on youtube to feel inspired by something definitely definitely um, so yeah i agree with that so yeah. back to uh long since i can again I yes <laughs> um so uh you did uh the yeah we, we only got to the ridgeway so far i'm not i, yeah. I don't tend to do a catalog of trails on my guests because i think that's <laughs> it can get boring quite quickly. It was like, oh, where did you walk and what did you do? But like, obviously you did the Ridgeway, it expanded your experience, you did the South Downs way. Like, mm-hmm. and then the, the the video that jumped out at me most recently is something that was quite far out, especially mm-hmm. as you sort of not done a lot of stuff overseas and I haven't gone there either to do any walking. Is you did Mont Blanc. Yes. Tell us about that. Oh, that was sick. Yeah, that, that like, that's kind of circles back to everything we've been saying like when you just start mm. making videos or making content or just doing something like things 
opportunities present themselves to you. Okay. And what was the opportunity I, behind that then? Well, yeah, like I've been making those videos, leading with personality, trying to make them as top quality as I could. I went, did like a day hike down in like the Jurassic Coast. And then I got a message on LinkedIn from the CEO of this adventure agency. And he basically invited me out on the trip. He was like, make one of your videos, like be genuine, be honest, show the good and the bad and the ugly and just wow. make and just come out. And yeah, it was like a paid for trip. And oh, wow. uh, the, the condition was I make my own video, but also I make a cut down version because I'm a videographer as well. So I understand marketing. I know that he, he yeah. said he wanted like a one minute version, like mm -hmm. a reel, a couple of reels and like as many photos as I can get. And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, so yeah, that was like mm -hmm. an unreal opportunity that would never have presented myself had I not make those videos. But yeah, dude, like the climb itself was just nuts. Like I've mm -hmm. not done any kind of real mountain climbing. I've yeah. been up Snowdon and, and recently I've done a couple of the UK mountains, but that was just so wild for me as an experience yeah but it was so you, fun tell us about it so did you have to train for it at all or did you just just turn up and so i mean the training yeah they, there is some level of training for it but it's not like crazy it's lit, like you look at some of you look at their site and it just gives you a breakdown like can you run a 10k comfortably like can you you know like spend 12 hours on your feet backpacking and like i was coming off the back of doing like you know the south downs way the ridgeway when i was doing so, like yes. 12 hour days yeah you yeah. know just walk i was like yeah i can do this and i just stepped up my running a bit and like that was it like to be honest man the people who are out there are like not athletes they're just like mm -hmm. normal people who are like like because it's an expensive trip so they're not they're normal people who have a bit of money who just want to have a great week away that they're going to remember for the rest of their life and they're not insanely like shaped up people they're normal people mm. who just like can do a bit of running um so it's actually like super achievable like it's a big it's a big like task and it is a grind yeah. and like things go wrong like and it is scary like we nearly died when i was doing it um oh, hang on but, no don't don't yeah. just gloss over that bit like, re, re. <laughs> yeah that was rewind 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 <laughs> reload reload <laughs> yeah no honestly yeah so when we were on like the fifth day of the trip, the fourth day of the trip, we were going up Mont Blanc um, mm. and we were go we went across this snowfield and this boulder, like this, this big, the size of my head, like started like loosened off, like, well, sorry, I don't want to try to tell the story right. Like the biggest problem with Mont Blanc is like the mountain, like the ice above and the snow, the permafrost is melting. So like more okay. and more rocks are falling <laughs> all the time. And when we yeah. were hiking, basically a massive rock came loose and started flying down the mountain towards us. And a lot, we were very lucky because a lot of the time you're tied together as a group across these snow yeah. places, across like, you know, just in places where you're most likely to slip or fall. But thankfully mm. in this moment, we weren't tied together, but this rock, it was like, it was coming for us. Like it literally, it's like it had seen us and we're like, right, now's the time because it was dead yeah. down the pack of our six man Jeez. group. And our like, yeah. our like, um, guides had to like sprint it off to the right but the whole pack like there was like five of us we had to like split apart and everybody went in different directions i was at the back so i was like had the most amount of time to react mm. but the guy at the front like he only had like a couple of seconds and like if it hit any one of us like any one of us it would have like knocked us out like gone yeah. through parts of us and like sent us flying down the hill because it wasn't Jeez. coming down slowly it was like spinning yeah. and bouncing and it was nuts yeah oh that's but, scary like, yeah, that was scary, but like, don't like, don't hang on to that story too much because the rest of it was really fun. Like, yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs>
I hope every story yeah. needs needs a scary bad bit. But yes, so it does, you carry, yeah. after after the rock incident, you nearly lost yeah. your life to a rock. Um, yes. So tell, tell us about the rest of the trip. Were you? Uh, how how does what's the format of of going up Mont Blanc? How, how so we did it. We did a three days kind of training in Grand Paradiso, which is a mountain in Italy. It's like through the big tunnel from Chamonix. So we did. Okay. Uh, yeah. We get there, get to Chamonix, set up, meet the guys. And then the next day we're off on a bus to um, to Italy, to Grand Paradiso. And we that's like a climatization period. So that's like a pretty okay. decent sized mountain in Italy. Mm. And there's like glaciers on it. So you're you're learning how to climb a, a hike at altitude. And then you- How high also, is it? Roughly. Um, oh, mate, I'll have to get it up. The Grand- um, No, no. It's, oh, okay. I'll let you Google it. it is, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. It is- um, okay. One sec- uh yeah it's it's 4061 meters tall okay um yeah so it's you definitely not, it's, got to acclimatize for it yeah so you definitely have to yeah. yeah so we we got up there we did one day of hiking to get halfway up then we stayed in a hut and then we did the next day of hiking and then we get okay. we summit we come back down we stay in a hut and then we do another day of hiking down and yeah it's intense but that's like the acclimatization period you get used to like the thin air the lack of sleep like the kind of hard graft of hiking like kind of like a kick uh it's like you yeah. know it gets you in the mood for it and then yeah after that you go back down the mountain jump in a bus and drive and drive over to mont blanc no drive into chamonix have one day's rest and then the next day you start doing mont blanc and it's the same sort of deal you go up i think more like two-thirds of the way up mont blanc st- spend mm. a night there and that the first day is when we had that rock incident so that rocked me for the beginning of this hike i was like brick, <laughs> I yeah day i was one. Brick, yeah oh, no. day one like i was bricking it on the way oh. up to this um yeah. hut but then we stayed at the hut um did a night there got up at like uh like a, maybe four in the morning started hiking mm. at six summited um came back down no rocks no slips no falls mm. thankfully um and yeah and then and then back one then you sleep that night then you go back down Mont Blanc and yeah it's intense yeah. it's like what was, and then you just what, sent home what, and like, what was the it. feeling of uh, reaching the summit of Mont Blanc like oh yeah it's it's hard to really explain like yeah it was just like it was five days work you know yeah, and it was the biggest payoff for it it was like yeah. I've never seen a view like that wow. um I've yeah it was like yeah just shit, unbelievable like I, I can talk for yeah. england but it's so hard to explain what that felt <laughs> that's like. cool <laughs> yeah have you got to, does, has that kind of given you the bug to do more mountaineering then yes and no like I, it's given me the bug to try things that scare me like mm. it i would definitely do another mountain but yeah. like people sent me messages afterwards like would you do everest and stuff like that? i'm like no like that scares me way too much like i've seen yeah. cues on that and things like that like i wouldn't yeah. mind if it was something as achievable as Mont Blanc, like, but mm. realistically, I think what it just taught me is like pushing yourself out your comfort zone is what I, what is attractive to me. Like trying things mm. that are hard is more that is attractive to me. Not necessarily, yeah. well, I didn't get the bug from mountains to, to be honest. <laughs> that rock that's, scared me a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a really good section to what, what I guess one of the last questions. So what then is next? You're obviously motivated by a need to try new things mm. to challenge yourself and your video uh your videos your channel on youtube that fits more around you than more around the hiking i guess mm. is testament to that you don't want to be boxed into that like what what's next in terms of the hiking and, and especially but also what are the challenges and things have you got in mind that you want to try um i 
so the biggest hike that I have booked for this summer, I'm doing mm. it with my brother. We're actually going to do the Tour de Mont Blanc. So it's like oh, 120 yeah. miles around the mountain. And like, wow. I'm more scared for that than I am actually Mont Blanc because 120, mi- 120 oh, miles. Oh, the, the distance, yeah. Yeah, like that's that's an insane distance. Um, mm. So yeah, that's my next big hiking challenge. And I can't wait for that. Like we're trying is, to is get that good camping shape. or hut to hut as you do that? Um that's i think there might be a couple of nights of camping but i think mm. it's more hut than anything nice. that's yeah. with the same guys so like the same company oh. have invited me out to make another video with them oh, and i was sick. like oh he must have like, loved your first one then that's awesome yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> i think yeah they like it yeah i think yeah. it got them like quite a few sales for the trip and like i still get messages today about that which is nuts that, right. that, that's the one video that just keep never stops like yeah. like living oh it's um, awesome yeah, it's very cool. So yeah, I'm excited. But the biggest, like the best part about that is I'm doing it with my brother. Like I've yeah. done so many of these hikes by myself and I'm kind mm. of over that now. Um, yeah. I'm trying to do as many things of other people as I can. Okay. Um, and so me and my brother are going to do the, the Tour de Mont Blanc. I can't wait Amazing. for that. Yeah. Nice. And then I think uh, after that, man, like I just want to collaborate more. I want to bring in more yeah. of my friends to do go on hikes. Yeah. I just did the free peak. I just did a free peak in a one weekend trip with this guy called Russ Cook, who's um, okay. also known as the hardest geezer. He's like another YouTuber, <laughs> like a super right. sound dude, really cool guy. Yeah. Um, and like that what was, was awesome it? because was that like, the, the, the national three peaks you mean you did? Yeah. Yeah. So right. it's uh, Ben Nevis, Scarfell yeah. and Snowden. And I think like what I want to just do now is just collaborate more and just do things with more people. Cause like solo hiking yeah. super cool, but like, hmm. I want to meet more people like yourself and, you know, maybe yeah. we'll do a wild camp or something together. Yeah, we'll, as well. We, well, we will. We'll get we'll, yeah. we'll 100%. We'll talk about that afterwards because I think yeah. uh, doing a doing a camp or even like a, a walk and a camp yeah. or something like that. And then yeah, maybe with the community it. as well. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. I d- I'll, I'll probably bring us together, but I'll, yeah. for sure the community is, is going to be a, a growing, steadily growing thing as we do more things. But yeah, that'd That's be awesome. awesome. We'll, have to, we'll have to arrange something off air for that. Yeah, definitely. What about you though? What What's your challenges for like the next year? What do you want? Oh well, so my my situation is is a bit different. I'm uh, I'm sort of in my nearing my kind of mid thirties. I've got kids, mm. mortgage, job, etc. So my time is very limited. So I challenge myself in ways that fit around having two young kids because that dominates a massive amount of my time. Yeah. Um. I, I when when I was sort of in my twenties, uh, I did a lot of climbing, a lot of rock mm. climbing. Um, and I, I loved that and then fell out of love with it. Um, and then through that, I found sort of my enjoyment for hiking and realized mm. after a while, and the bit I enjoyed about climbing the most was walking into the crag. And I was like, <laughs> all right, okay, so I'm going to need some more of this then. Um, but no, like where I'm at now for me, um, like a couple of months ago, I did my first um, long distance, like ultra walk, which was, yeah. uh, it was only 30 miles, um, but I'd never done 30 mile in a single day. Um, and I enjoyed it and got through it, you know, uh, with uh, some blisters and some achy legs, but I managed it. Um, and I want to do more ultra events like mm-hmm. that because it fits into my lifestyle, but also I just want to get out and do more like long distance walks over a few days. So, yeah. uh, like I want to do, there's a couple ne- near me in the peaks, like the, um, uh, the Derwent Valley heritage way, which is pretty much a downhill walk. Yeah. Um, from Lady Bow all the way down to the source uh, at Shardlow of the, of the Derwent. Um, cool. And it's like 56 miles. And I, we've got a Disney trip planned soon. So that's going nice. to come first. But uh, <laughs> I want to do that in two days. So I want to do a two-day walk. Yeah, 56 so miles I'd, in two days. That's pretty Oh, cool. yeah, I'm going to give it a crack. So I've been tra- I'm yeah. training for it at the moment um, quietly. But I don't really talk a lot about what I do because my, my whole brand is not 
obviously I do the podcast, but mm. he's noticed my website and the Facebook page. I don't really share a lot about me on there. I sort of like try to mm. uh, squeeze content out of other people. <laughs> so yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, so why yeah, not? but I know I've got a few personal things lined up, but I definitely want to collaborate more and, you know, that yeah. we'll have to 100% hold me to that'll that. that would be fun. Go out and at least do like a wild camp in Peak Districts and a walk on the back. Yeah, that would be sick. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be really Definitely. good. And then we can uh, talk about, we can nerd out about videos and content and all that. Yeah, yeah. Over, talk about Casey Neistat. <laughs> exactly. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, that'd be yeah. awesome. But no, listen, it's uh, it's been awesome to have you uh, have you on tonight. Really nice to to. It's been great to, to meet, meet you. you. Um, yeah. I think this episode is going to go down well because uh, we've had fun doing it and yeah. we've done a good balance of talking about uh, all sorts of things, but a lot of hiking talk as well, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so if uh, listeners would like to, uh find more out about you uh mm-hmm. where can they where can they go where do they start uh you can find me on youtube at david p mckenty um M- mckenty is m-c-e-n-t-e-e um or you can find me on instagram at dp mckenty my name is spe- is actually said mckenty but it's spelt mckenty i was i'm glad you said that because clarified really like, <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's confusing but no that's cool yeah, all right it. brilliant well, it's been lovely to have you on today, uh, yes, and thank you for uh, me I on, would, I'm sure you'll be on again in the future because you're Definitely, constantly yeah. doing interesting things. Uh, yeah, I would which love that. Makes for a great repeat guest. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. lovely to speak to you. Thanks, great for speaking on. to you. Thanks a lot yeah. for having me. All right, cheers. Bye. Nice one. Welcome back to me on my own without my guest. My guest is gone. It's just me, you, and you and me, you and I. Um, so that was a good one, wasn't it? Really enjoyed that. Hope you did too. Pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, Dave, for joining me on the show. I have a feeling that you will be on again in the future. Fingers crossed. And also, I want to get one of his YouTube videos. David, you need to join forces with me and we need to create a bit of bit of hiking-related content together. I'd be super, super excited to do that. I think that'd be really fun, which we can then turn into a podcast as well and perhaps do a podcast on the hill or something as we're sort of chatting about life that'd be that'd be pretty cool so i think that'll come in the future maybe maybe this year we'll see anyway you can um, follow dave on his social media channels basically just google his name and his um profile will come up on instagram and youtube and you can kind of go from there he's an easy he's an easy follow so that concludes this week's episode I have more fantastic content for you next week and next fortnight, sorry, which I'm looking forward to bringing to you. So I will speak to you then. But for now, as I say, let me know if you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a message on my email, matthewdistancehiker.com. Send me a message on Facebook, on Instagram, all the places, you know the drill. But for now, have a fantastic next fortnight until I speak to you again soon. Whatever you're doing, stay safe on the trail. Happy trails. Happy walking, and I will speak to you real soon. Bye.